Hello, everyone. This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women and men, the people in general, who have gone through absolute caca, give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. Today is the fitness episode of the Epic Comeback Podcast. For those of you who are not watching this on Facebook, I am wearing my workout clothes because I had one window in the day to do my workout and it meant I wouldn't have time to take a shower. So here I am, I'm wearing a sparkly headband and a sports bra. And if that doesn't get you running from Facebook, I don't know what will. <laughs> so that's today. I am honored and excited, super excited to introduce my guest today who also has already gotten her workout in as well as a shower. So um, Susan Kiernan, you get an A plus and a gold star today. I am so happy to have you on the Epic Comeback Podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much, Nikki. I am so honored and I'm giving you an A plus and a star right back for getting it done no matter what. Yes, yes. Priorities, hashtag priorities. So Susan, I'm gonna give you the mic to introduce yourself. I'm gonna ask you to let us know who you are and where you're from. Um, I can see that you have some windows. You're in a lovely office. Where are you, where are you dialing in from today? And, and Say again. I said, with a brick wall in the back of me. With a lovely view of a brick wall. Um, yeah, and what are you up to in the world? Okay, so as you said, I'm Susan Kiernan. Uh, probably the thing I'm the most proud of is I'm the mom of four amazing, now grown adult children and uh, safely got them to adulthood. I presently live in Chicago, not so sure how much longer. I'm kind of looking forward to a warmer location, uh, especially in these times if we get locked down again. But um, I am a divorced woman, happily remarried now. Uh, I coach women, much like yourself, uh, help them navigate all the aspects of their divorce. And uh, I'm also a Peloton and yoga fanatic. I'm learning golf. I'm a lifetime learner and just living my best life. <laughs> my gosh, I love that. I love that. I hope I hope you can bottle what you've got. <laughs> four children. My brother has four daughters. I have two kids, and I just can't even imagine. I guess maybe once you've had three and you add one, it's not such a big deal. <laughs> like you just put them all in a corral and have them take care of each other. But really, seriously, speaking of A pluses, bringing oh. four kids to adulthood, way to go. Hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that is so big. Mine are mine are five and eight. So we've got we've got like a you know a few more years to a few more years to deal with. So I could talk to you forever, but we don't have time for forever on this particular day. So let's let's get to let's get to the caca first. Let's go, let's hit the low. As you know, this is a podcast. It's it's by and for primarily women, also some dudes who have been through total caca, trauma, life-shattering experience, brings you to your knees. Um, would you please share with us, summarize what you went through, Susan, and what was the worstest, worstest part? Okay, thanks for that opportunity. Um, so I had a really hard life, you know, up until even 10 years ago, had a lot of different challenges, moved around my whole life, you know, had kidney problems and all kinds of crazy things. So I was probably building some decent resilience throughout my life, you know, bouncing back from tough things. But 10 years ago, thinking I was pretty happily married for 17 years, um, I went through a terrible divorce. I had two kids, not lying. Two of my sons had broken legs. 
badly broken legs. One was in a wheelchair, one was on crutches, and I had to depart from where I lived to take my precious 12-year-old daughter to have brain and spine surgery from the world specialist in this. So I was gone for a month, and so was my now ex-husband, and with two kids at home, like with my poor parents and a friend managing everything. And you know, in the past in my marriage, I had had these little flare-ups of like, oh, geez, this isn't adding up. But we had a great life and I thought a great marriage. And But my intuition kept speaking to me and my ex-husband would be like, you're crazy. I'm madly in love with you. Why would you think these things? Well, unfortunately, in this spiral of crazy things, broken legs and my daughter with brain surgery, a nurse pulled me aside and said, don't you think your husband's eyes and I think she was trying to tip me off and- I think he what? Say that again. Don't you think he was is on his phone a lot? And I actually think she was trying to tip me off. So very long story short, he was cheating. I, I woke up and decided to kind of pursue things beyond asking him. And we had what came to be a very surprising, awful divorce. He wanted me back. The girl that he was cheating with got pregnant. It could be the most hot mess of a Lifetime Channel movie. And I'll spare you the details, but probably the worst part for me was I lost 40 pounds. I had some to spare, probably not 40. And, you know, I was just a wrung out mess of a person. And I threw in the towel on a post-divorce modification, mediation. I just was like, how much more can I take? I'll just find my way forward. So probably the worst part of it was having my eyes blown open that this person that I had with, been with at the time, now 22 years, by the time we got divorced, 17 married, but we had been together before, was just not at all who I thought he was. And it left me with this feeling that I was just such a Pollyanna, that, you know, I believed in love and I believed in happily ever after. I believed in the goodness of other people and my eyes were just blown open. And that was really tough to take, just really tough to take. And so I really super focused on my kids and super focused on getting myself through it. Um, it's funny. I. My brother's a divorce attorney and he told me like, never cry in front of your kids, you know, don't talk in front of your kids. So I would cry on the basement steps, mm -hmm. looking at my elliptical trainer that had clothes and junk in the garage all over it. And one day I just said, well, I guess I could be crying walking on that thing. And I ended up getting in like phenomenal, ridiculous shape at like 47 years old yes. and yes. And, you know, I just think the endorphins also helped me, but you know, that's basically my story in a nutshell. You know, the worst part was just throwing in the towel, which in hindsight was a terrible, ruled by short-term emotion. I just wanted to be rid of the whole thing and done with it. It wasn't a carefully thought out decision. And, you know, I've still I don't blame you, sister. <laughs> I don't blame you, sister. In a divorce situation, and this is true of anyone, anyone who goes through divorce, it, there's this need, a need and an expectation, but more so a need to make sound, future-looking, mature decisions when you are on the floor. Exactly. <laughs> And many of them, life-changing decisions, decisions that impact you, your children, your family, generations to come. Like yes. it is 
I mean, it's, it's amazing to me that you are even able to pick out the worst part in a, you know, pardon my French, I'm allowed to say, to swear on this podcast, shit show. I mean, hot mess, shit show, <laughs> calamity, apocalypse, two broken <laughs> legs, surge, you know, spinal surgery, oh, yeah. <laughs> infidelity, and losing 40 storm. pounds. I mean, and it's got, I mean, I'll just say for myself, my situation was not that dramatic. I'm sure it was to me in a way, but it was not that dramatic kind of objectively. And it was like an out-of-body experience for me because I had never had, I had never, I mean, you were, you were saying that earlier in your lifetime, you, you, you got through some real hardship and you formed resilience. And I'm not going to say I wasn't already resilient by the time divorce came, resilient by the time divorce came around. But I, I mean, speaking of Pollyanna, I was naive. I had never been in a relationship that had, that had been, you know, even close to toxic and all, just all of that stuff. What I really want to, I, I just, I really want to acknowledge, Susan, I want to thank you for being so real and so sharing so openly about your experience because there are people out there, women and men, who are sitting there saying, amen, I relate to that, I relate to that, I relate to that, and I relate to that. And divorce is something that so many, as, well as, as well as infidelity, something that so many people go through. It's so common, but people don't want to talk about it. And it's very isolating, no matter what. Even if you know other people who are going through it, it's still isolating. So I'm, I, I really, really deeply want to just thank you for sharing your story and being so open about it. And so you talked about, you talked about your comeback, and it resonates really deeply with me because I believe very strongly that the number one shortcut to a comeback is through physical fitness. Amen. For so many reasons. Here I sit in my sports bra, but uh, same thing for me. Once, once I made that decision that I was ready, that I was not only ready for a comeback, but I was going to freaking make it happen. I called up a, a, I called up my elementary school friend and who had become a fitness coach. And I was like, suck it to me. Same thing. Got into the best shape of my life. Yeah. So freaking awesome. So you already talked, you already kind of started to talk about being on the other side and how you got there. I'd love to know, I mean, the, the amount of warrior energy, mama bear energy that it must have taken for you to somehow move through this. What is the best thing about where you are right now? You're very much on the other side. You're remarried happily. You're living your best life. I love all that so much. What's the best thing about being on the other side of what was so terrible? You know, honestly, I'd have to say what the best part is, the clarity, the grace, the, the saying, it's okay. You know, I, so many people feel like divorce is a failure. They might not even say it out loud, but there's this gnawing thing like, oh, I somehow failed. You know, it's, it's, there's so much shame, even if it's hidden shame or overt shame. And for me, I, I just think I've gotten so much clarity. Hey, even clarity about what my part was in the divorce, what I, you know, might have contributed, you know, I, I believe in the book, The Five Love Languages. I really do. I, I know there's a whole spiritual bent to it, but there's some really important information from recognizing how people, my kids, friends, how people feel loved. And we go into life like, oh, it's probably the same way I feel loved. Well, actually, it might not be, you know? Yeah. And 
I am definitely words of affirmation. I probably wasn't getting a lot of that. So now I ask for that. And I was probably, you know, um, acts of service and putting on the whole 1960s, 1970s housewife show. And um, my husband was probably more really, my ex-husband was probably more about attention. So I've moved forward really well with a lot of clarity, giving myself grace, like, girl, you don't have to be perfect. Life isn't perfect. Just learn from it and go from here. And I think that's what I've done. Clarity, grace. Fantastic. Yeah, that's huge. Clarity is just such a, it's such a beautiful thing. It's like clarity. <laughs> it's, it's freeing. Yeah, it really, really is. So I wanted to ask you, one of the things that I've found uh, over the last few years, or I guess several, several years, is that really awesome warrior women who kick butt in their lives tend to travel in packs. So I'm wondering... <laughs> Susan, who, who's another uh, kind of warrior like you who would be a, a wonderful guest on this podcast? I want people to know that I'm very democratic about that. You are indeed. So I would say all my clients are turbo warriors. They're, you know, they're people that have gone through things in their life. They're finding themselves here, scratching their heads. So don't be alarmed if you feel like you've been kicking butt in life. And now you're like, huh, I don't know how to do this. Even though I know people that are divorced, you know, and you're, like you said, leveled on the floor. But one person definitely comes to mind for me. She and I were put together as peer coaches in um, my divorce coaching program. And right away, I was like, I'm in a moment here. This woman, her name is Nada Hariri. She, uh, she's also a divorce coach. And I think what's probably spectacular about her besides just her amazing self is she's a divorce coach in Saudi Arabia. Mm. So you can just imagine the challenges, the nuances of working with women to leave their marriage for whatever reason. And so she and I were peer coaching together. We were, and we're mentor coaches in our program together right now. And she's one of the most special people I've ever met in my life, an amazing warrior. And so I'll let you run with that. And I highly recommend it because she's something special, really something special. I can't wait. Thank you so much, Susan. I can't wait to, to speak with her. And Again, I could talk for another hour. I studied anthropology in college and, and, divorce and the way we respond to it and the logistics of it and the legal aspects, every single aspect of divorce is cultural. And to, to be navigating through that in Saudi Arabia, I, I, I can only imagine, I can only imagine. And the more I'm sure, that I, I don't know a lot about the culture, but I'm really looking forward to talking with her. So thank you. I think you really enjoy it. <laughs> I know I will. Eye-opening. <laughs> yes. And speaking of eye-opening, I can't wait to ask you this, this question. I'm, I'm so curious because I know that not only have you gone through divorce yourself, you've gone through this life shattering situation. It was like multiple life shattering situations in one. And you also work with women now who are in the throes of divorce. What is one piece of advice or maybe two that you would give to people who are struggling in the muck and in inside of the absolute caca right now? What would you say to them about getting to that other side? Well, you know, I know a lot of people say, oh, take it one day at a time. Didn't that seem so hard? <laughs> you know, I, I believe that. And I, I think there's some really good smarts and strength in that. And before this conversation, I might not have aligned with what you and I just talked about, but definitely the self-care and the, the endorphin kick that you get from even just a fast walk, 
blast the music. So I would say, you know, taking on an exercise thing, um, just the one, the one day at a time is definitely valuable information. But I also say work with someone right away to start the healing, whether that's a divorce coach, whether that's a therapist, whatever you need, you know, sometimes friends and family, they're, they've got an agenda. They, they want you to get through this a certain way. Even your, you know, legal advisor has got a bit of an agenda. You need to work with someone. And I'd even say someone who's been there. And so it's working on the healing right from the beginning and also building the dream. What do you want your life? Okay, this is happening. It is going to happen. Whether you fight it, kicking and screaming, it's going to happen. Grab yourself by the bootstraps and build the dream of what you like, what you want your, your life to look forward going forward. Set short-term goals, set long-term goals, start to build that dream. I mean, people talk about vision boards. That can be, you know, literally or figuratively, build that dream and start to move the pieces forward on that dream. So gosh, that was probably a lot, but that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> It's another tough question. It's another, another tough question to pick one piece of advice because uh, as you were alluding to, different techniques and different types of advice work for different people. Mm -hmm. But what I love about the idea of starting your healing right away is that in order to start your healing, you are accepting that there's healing to be done. You're accepting that you're in a place of loss and grief and anger and whatever whatever emotions you're feeling and depending on the level of conflict and depending on whether there's been abuse involved or depending on whether there's been infidelity involved um there depending on whether there has been illness of uh, illness or injury of children involved right there are so many levels of of loss and grief and then and trauma and then healing that need to take place. And if you're dealing with trauma, where which in divorce you almost inevitably are on some level, it is really important to acknowledge and maybe even admit that trauma is best healed for the most part. I'm not gonna say always, but I, I, I believe that trauma is best healed with the help of another person who is an expert, whether it's a really experienced therapist or healer, or perhaps a spiritual leader who you trust a lot, a shaman in different cultures, it's a different thing, but there are some emotions that are just too hard and too shocking and too traumatic to process without the help of someone who, and this is also what you alluded to, um, objective. Your mm -hmm. friends and family, the people closest to you when you're going through a divorce are people who are also going through grief. They're going through grief with you. They're grieving the loss. The person that you're divorcing is someone who has been on the landscape of their lives too, and they may be extraordinarily close to your spouse. So you're, you really need some people or at least one person around you who doesn't have a stake in that. Right. Who's your advocate? Just your advocate. <laughs> yes. Nothing like that. Because you have identity issues and self-doubt and maybe self-hatred and all that other stuff. So I'm I'm really glad that you that you're emphasizing the the healing process. And and also you don't need to begin the healing process after the caca's over. 
you can start it right away. Even if it's just applying that, that grace, that self-compassion. Yeah, I like that. Rock on. Rock on. <laughs> Rock on. No, I, love, I love your approach. I mean, the stuff about the, the, what you said about building the, building the vision, thinking about the life that you're going to build, even tiny little details of that are what can help us get through. Even just one detail. It doesn't have to be like a, a whole, you've built the castle, you know what, the, what color the carpets are. Yeah. <laughs> like you've already like painted your kids' rooms. It doesn't have to be everything. It can just be like one thing. You know, like I tell my clients, if there's that, you know, let's say that there's a band you love, let's just call it Tom Petty. This wasn't true in my case, but like, let's just say there's a band that you love that you're, you know, your spouse absolutely hated and you could never play that band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> volume high oh yes volume high that is so many i had <laughs> singing at the top of my lungs in my empty house to cope with my four kids for the first time in my life never thinking it would happen my four kids going to their dads every other weekend it was the most out-of-body experiences it was and so how i coped headphones in singing possibly badly at the top of my lungs yeah and working out. And working out, right. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So my last question has nothing to do with divorce. Yay. Yay. Hence, we on this podcast are all about being epic. What is a superpower, Susan, that you don't already have, that if you could have any superpower, what would it be? I already wished for this. So that's an easy question. Great. I wish, and it's super aligns with my Pollyanna personality. <laughs> I super wish that I had a superpower where I could lay my hands on someone and take away all their pain, physical, emotional, brokenness, whatever it was. I don't know where I would transport it to because I certainly wouldn't want to take it on or I would be <laughs> massive, right? And in a lot of pain. But I, I, I just, I wish that was, I wish there was like a superhero movie where you could just lay your hands on someone and mm. just stand them straight back up again or make them believe in themselves or whatever it is, you know? If I couldn't have that one, I'd probably want to blink my eyes and be next to my mom who's suffering with cancer whenever I wanted to be, you know? Mm -hmm. She's in New Jersey now, I'm in Chicago. But um, yeah, that would be it. The laying of the hands and taking away people's misery, pain, whatever. That would be it for sure. That's beautiful. And big shout outs and comfort and love and light to your mom. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. She's amazing. She's a warrior. This is probably where I get it. She is such a warrior. <laughs> we get a lot of, we get a lot of warrior energy from our moms. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's true for me too. My mom's a warrior too. That's awesome. All righty then. Well, Susan, yeah. thank you again for being here with me. I really, really appreciate your taking the time to come on, come on and have a chat with me. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm beyond honored. I think you're just an amazing rock star at what you do. And I, I love how you're helping so many people have an epic comeback. It's exceptional. It's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. And I admire your work as well. And, and we, boy, is it, boy, are we important people. I, you know, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I might put that up somewhere. Nikki says I'm important. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, we are, that's a, it's a fact. It really, really is a fact, but the, the work, the work of, of helping people through the hardest moments in their lives is it's an, it's an absolute honor and it's a privilege and it's very important. I don't know how, I, I don't know how religious leaders do it. And, you know, they're sitting in hospitals, they're help, you know, they're, they're 
witnessing people in those dark nights of the soul, it, you know, it, it's just, it's, it is what we do for and with each other. We do heal each other. We do have that, you know, we do have that superpower. It might not happen immediately, but, um, we do. Yeah. So please tell, please tell, uh, all of our listeners where we can find you, uh, Susan, how do we find you online? How do we follow you? Oh, so kind. Uh, so I am on Instagram, Susan Kiernan coaching, and I'm on Facebook, Susan Kiernan Co CDC certified divorce coach. And my website is susankiernancoaching.com. And I'd love to hear from anyone about what they thought about the podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'm here, <laughs> here to Wonderful. serve. Wonderful. And if you're listening to this and you don't have a pen, Susan's last name is spelled K-I-E-R-N-A-N, -E Kiernan. Yes. Thank you. Yay! So that's it for this episode. This is Nikki Bruno and Susan Kiernan with the Epic Comeback podcast. For more information about how to stage an epic comeback in your life beyond just working out hard, <laughs> please visit theepiccomeback.com. <laughs>